Um, this is part two of the opening shiur and the darim, and I really, really want to get into like the, what the nature of a neder is. Last week, we looked at the main parshiot in the Torah that deal with uh, the darim, especially the big parsha in Matot. Um, and uh, at the passage in Kitetse, we looked at the psukim in, in Kohelet that are used midrashically uh, to kind of guide us either away from the darim in general or certainly away from the darim that we don't keep. We distinguish between Nidrei Kavo and Nidrei Sur, Nidarim that you make, that you commit to do something like the Nidarim of Yaakov and of Am Yisrael in the Torah. And then uh, that and the main subject of Masacha Nidarim, which is about Nidrei Isur, when you ban something either on yourself or somebody else, which is usually done either out of a motivation of asceticism or else out of some mean spiritedness or being, as we say in Chinese, with somebody um, and uh, and that kind of problem. But what, what we didn't get to was actually the mechanics of how a neder works. And we're going to find a two real options here. And I think that that there's something underneath the dispute about which option is really how nedarim work. We're going to find both of them in the run, interestingly enough. But we're going to start with this. The pasuk, the key pasuk for this purpose is one is Pasuk Gimel in the Parsha of Nedarim. Ish Kidor Neder Ladunai, it's source one. Oishava Shua, Lesor Isar Al Nafsho. Now, this is what introduces the opportunity you have to create a band. And if you think about it, it's quite revolutionary. The idea that God said, here's a bunch of things to do, here's a bunch of things not to do. And you can create your own subsystem within it of things not to do on your own. Bananas not to eat, and uh, and wine not to drink, and a uh, neighbor's yard not to tra- trespass if you want to. And the wording uses lasor isar al nafsho, and that's going to be the nut around which everything's going to revolve here. So lo yachel dvaro, you're not allowed to violate it, and of course kachal yisem pivyasei, have to do everything that you've uttered. Now, in the middle of that parasha, remember we looked, we saw the whole thing last week. The bulk of that parasha is devoted to the daughter-slash-wife uh, neder and the role of the father-slash-husband, respectively, in possibly repudiating the net or refuting it. In the middle of that parasha, we have the following, for the case of a married woman. If on the day that he hears about it, the husband hears about it, he rejects the neder, and he refutes the neder, or that which her lips have uttered. And that's going to be a phrase we're going to come back to also. And God forgives her because she's really off the hook. Okay. Now, the reason that that's an interesting phrase, it's interesting for a lot of reasons. The reason for our purpose that it's interesting is because the word levate and svatayim, meaning the verb levate, which is to express, and svatayim, which is lips, from there, by the way, we get the modern Hebrew word mivta, which refers to an accent. Yeshlacha mivta amerikai, for instance, mm-hmm. um, is used also in the parsha of Shvuot. Now, there are numerous parshiot about Shvuot, and when we get to Masechet Shvuot, we're going to see them. But um, there are multiple types of Shvuot. There is a Shvuah that a person will take in response to a claim. You owe me money. 
I don't owe you money. Oh, yes, you do. And you take a shvua that you don't owe him money. And then if it turns out you're lying, you have to bring a korban, asham gzelot, and pay the, the, the value plus a fifth. That's one kind of shvua. There's another kind of shvua which you would take that the Beit Din administers in certain cases. There's shvua tashomrim, which is administered by the Beit Din. I entrusted something to you. I come back to you 30 days later. You say it was stolen. I say, I don't think it was stolen. I think you're keeping it. And depending on the context, there may be a shvua. Shvuat mikzat. A shvua, somebody says, when they admit to only part of a debt and not the whole debt, as an example. And then there's what we call shvuat bitui. Shvuat bitui is when a person takes a self-initiated shvua. Because by the way, what all those things have in common, they're driven by somebody else. You're on the defensive. You have made a claim, and now you're up against the wall trying to demonstrate the credibility of your claim, and so you're forced to take a shvua. Here, you're generating the shvua, and it goes as follows. Source two, to express with your lips. To do something bad or to do something good. Now, this can't mean to act in a bad way. The Torah's not going to legislate, yeah, you want to go punch somebody, take a shvua, and you can punch him. So laharalitiv is understood midrashically, halachically, to mean to either deprive or to enjoy. So you take a shvua, I'm not going to eat cheesecake, or you make a shvua, I am going to eat cheesecake. Laharalitiv, l'chol asher yivatei adam bishvua. And again, that same word, yivatei adam bishvua. Whatever person will express bishvua, and then the case here, this is in the context of korban olevi oreid, is if the person forgets about the shvua violates it and remembers what the nature of the korban that he brings. So those are the two psukim that we're going to play with here. Now, we're going to go right away. We're cutting mamash to the chase because we're going to cut right away to the Ran. The Ran, Rabbeinu Nisim of Gerondi, um, uh, 13th century, 14th century. And the Ran, um, who is known for much, including, of course, his Kedushiman Shas, um, is uh, it was highlighted in Masach and Adarim. I've talked about this a few times because the com- the commentary of Rashi that we have on Adarim is not Rashi, and it's not great. And even though it got pride of place and it's printed on the inside of the page, it is almost universally ignored or looked at skeptically. And the perush that everybody goes to, which then got printed on the outside of the page, is the Ran. The Ran is nothing like Rashi, not in his style. Not as con- in his concision. However, the Ran is the go-to guy in the Darim. And by the way, when you look through halachic literature, <clears throat> you open up an article that somebody might have written in a Torah journal about uh, rules of um, of encroachment on a neighbor's property. So they're going to quote Baba Batra and Rashi. And depending where in Baba Batra, it'll be Baba Batra and the Rashban, because Rashi's commentary after Daf Chavtet is not there. Uh, if uh, somebody has, a, has discussed something about B'digal Chametz, they're going to start with the Gemara Psachim and Rashi. That's the first go-to. In any article, in any literature about Torah, you start with the Sugya and Rashi, except in the Darim. In the Darim, it is consistently da-da-da and the Ran. There's the Gemara and the Ran. So let's look at the Ran in his opening comment in the Darim. Ikar HaNeder, here in source three. Meaning the essential neder is who shiomar davar ze asur alai. Don't repeat after me, please. <laughs> davar ze asur alai. 
A guy points to a banana and says, Davar That's a ned there. That's the run. And this is going to be the word that we're going to deal with a lot today. Is the word is lehatfis, and the noun is hatfasa. And hatfis sounds is in meaning is similar to what it sounds like. Litfos is to grab. So hatfisa is a grab. Lehatfis is to kind of stretch something and associate it with something else. All right, by way of analogy. So it's like grabbing on. Now notice that word, neder hamur Torah. I mean, when the Torah talks about nedarim, with all of the consequences and all of the punishments associated with it, it's referring to something that started by you saying either davar ze asur alai or davar ze asur alai ke korban or davar ze alai ke korban, right? That's the run. Ella, here we go. So what's the difference between a straight nether and a nether bahat fasa? Ella dehecha shehit piso ba'inem shiat fisenu bedavar ha-nadur v'lo bedavar ha-asur. So if you want to generate a nether via association instead of in, in, in inherent explicity, explicitness, then you have to make its association with davar hanadur. What's davar hanadur? An item which is subject to nadarim. We're going to see this at the beginning of the third parak of Shvuot. Right? My tamar. How do we get this rule? Well, I'll explain what the rule is. The amar kra ki yidor neder ladunai ad shiyidor bedavar hanadur, and that's this opening line. Ish ki yidor neder ladunai. And therefore, the Yidor Neder tells us you have to make the Neder associated with Davar Hanadur. Now, what's Davar Hanadur? Something that you can generate with your own words and your own volition, such as a Korban. You could take your animal and say, this is an Olah. And it changes its status. It becomes an Olah by dint of your words. And therefore, that's called Davar Hanadur. You can take your table and say, this is for the Beit HaMikdash. And suddenly it's hektesh, you know, how to use it, and all the things that come along with that. And that makes the ninja table is Davar HaNadur, or Betachabayit is Davar HaNadur. That's all fine, all right? But you cannot associate with Davar HaSur. You can't say, this banana is to me like Chazer. Because Chazer is not something that's in your purview to make, all right? Now, Komar... And here the run addresses what seems like a conundrum. Even though a neder will work absent any hatfasa, and he references his commentary in Shavuot, which I'll tell you about in a minute. So he says as follows. You have two ways to go with a neder, which are both the essential neder. One is just to say neder. This thing is asur alai neder. This banana is also to me as a neder. On the other hand, if you like to construct a neder, which is built off of something else by way of analogy, you don't want to say this is asur, but you want to say this is to me like, then the thing you associate it with has to be davar hanadur. All right, now, 
Hilkach, hecha shitfis filmar hareki kar ze alai korban. If a guy says this loaf is to me like a korban, chayil nidre, then that's fine. The ikar neder huzet. That's an essential. That's a perfectly good neder. That's not a second-rate neder. That's not an excused neder. That's a perfectly legitimate neder, right? The kinuyim. Remember kinuyim in the first mishnah, the first opening of the masechah is kinuyim nedarim kinedarim. So instead of the word korban, you say something that sounds like korban on our approved list of kinuyim. And therefore, if you say this banana is to me kekonam, that's like you said kekorban, and kinuyim work based on nazir lazir, and it's still a nedir. So konam is like you said korban, and he's saying this as his commentary on the open Mishnah, on the opening Mishnah. Okay. Now, we're going to jump to Masachet Shavuot to the beginning of the third parak. Right, and we're going to see um, things are not so simple. At this point, what the Ran has said is that a neder essentially is you say of your own volition, this item, which currently rests in the realm of the neutral, a banana. There's no mitzvah to banana. There's no isri to banana. And I say this banana is usr to be benader. My words work 100%. It is the perfect neder. As imperfect as Ndari Mark. Alternatively, I could say this neder is to me like a shlami, like an ola. And that will also work as a perfect neder. Okay. Let's see where that comes from. The itmar, in the just middle of the discussion at the beginning of the third paragraph of Shuot. Matpis What if you use hatfasa not for a neder but for a shvua? Like you say, ani nishba shani ochal ze k'mo shani ochal matzah on Pesach. Maybe, maybe. Abaya mark k'motzi shvua mipiv dami. Hatfasa works for shvua. Vravamar lav k'motzi shvua mipiv dami says it doesn't work. Hatfasa only works for a neder, not for a shvua. And by the way, you can understand why, because phenomenologically, what's a neder? A neder is something that you are re-identifying re, uh, the status of an item. And so therefore, hatfasa works, because you're saying this item is like that item. A shvuah doesn't work because a shvuah is a commitment you're making to your own actions. Hatfasa doesn't really fit there. Okay? Meitere. So in the middle of the discussion, here's the challenge. So when the Torah says Lesor Isar, the Brita says, what does that mean? A guy says, I'm not going to eat meat or drink wine. We have the Sanar Gemara. Just like the Yortzite. By the way, remember Yortzites in the time of the Gemara, in the time of the Gonim, were day fast days. Person fasted. By the way, even today, there are people who fast on a father's yard side, a mother's yard side. Kiyom shemet poploni, right? Kiyom shenarag bo gedalia ben achikam. So as you're saying, I am, uh, I am banning meat and wine on myself, just like Tom Gedalia. Kiyom shoy yishalim bechorbana asur. The neder works. Now, by the way, notice the guy didn't say neder. He said, like, he's he's associating, he's doing hatfasa to a day which is a fast day. The Amar Shmuel, 
Shmuel adds in a vital piece. That other day has to be banned by a neder. In other words, a person says, I'm avoiding meat and wine like I do on my father's yard site. That neder only works if your father's yard site is a day which is banned by a neder that you took. Which, of course, raises the question of what's after eternity or what's beyond the universe. What I mean by that is, if everything is linked, I mean, is the nature of, of an ultimate end beyond the end. If everything is linked, if everything's daisy-chained, which means my ned there is built on an earlier ned there, which is built on an earlier ned there, where did it start? That's kind of the, the epistemological, it's not philosophical, the epistemological question that's, that's hanging here. But we're going to move away from that and stay more with the, in the realm of halakha. So now, we understand Abaye's position. Why should neder be different than shua? It works. Rava says, this is how we should understand that statement about fasting. Now I highlighted the word neder, which he said should have been in the original statement. This only works with the darim, and then he quotes the, the statement. All right. Now, my Tama, the bottom line of that paragraph, Amar, Ish Kiyidor Neder Ladunai. That's the Pasuk. Ad Shiyidor Bedavar Hanadur. Which means if you want to make a Neder about something, you need to associate it with another thing which is bound by a Neder. So, for instance, if I once in a while fast, and once in a while don't fast, but I don't have any regular customer like Father's Yard site. And I say that I'm not going to eat uh, today, just like Yom Shemit Aviv. What have I done? I've associated with a day that is not a fast day. Let's say I always fast on my Father's Yard site, but I didn't make a net there. I always fast because every, every time I get up that morning and I say, you know what, I'm going to fast. Then I never accepted it as a formal net there. Then I haven't created a neder because I'm drawing on a nederless day. So therefore, yidor neder means I have to associate it with an original neder. Now, when you think about what that means in the context of the run, because how did the run start out? The run said there's two ways to make a neder. One is just make a neder. This banana is also to me a neder. Or this banana is to me like an ola. If I get the second one, I don't get the first one. Because it sounds from this so you like, you can't really generate a neder. You have to always associate a neder. All right, so just keep that in mind. And we just see an interesting comment of Rashi. This is on Shavuot. So this Rashi is legit Rashi. Rashi here. Taritzvei Ma'achi. And this is a long, longer than usual Rashi. Klomar. Haitana lav b'matfis b'neder ayri. Meaning this Tana is not talking about matfis. He's talking about the essential way to make a neder. Now watch what Rashi says. He says the only way you can make a neder is to say this is also to me with a ned by neder like and associated with the varhanador. You understand? You can't make a self-generating neder. It always has to be an associated neder. 
which again raises the question, where does it start? We have an answer for that. The question is, you understand, if everything's always supposed to have been linked to something earlier, so how do you create the first one? It's like the first tongs. Whoever got the first tongs to pull the tongs out of the out of the fire. Right. Um, he says, if you're just do hatfasa, it's not a neder. Meaning, you have to say both things. This is also to me at Beneder, just like and connected. But the Hechidami Mitfis, what's Mitfis? Kigon Shalom Pirei Sharei Alai. You didn't say Harei Alai or Hey Neder. Shalom Chabasar Shleshteyayin. Ela Amar Harei Alai Yom Zek Yom Shemit Boaviv Yom Shrei Tushalayim Bekor Manah. So what's Matfis? Matfis is where you don't identify what you're going to avoid. You just say today is like that other day. And Rashi says that doesn't work at all. Because you have to say what it is you're avoiding, I mean, what, where you're putting the netter on what objects, and you have to matfis it. And it looks like Rashi says, sans hatfasa, without hatfasa, it ain't a netter. You cannot just generate a netter without associating it with something else. This the Varhanadur. Keep this in mind because, of course, we saw the Ran said explicitly, yes, you can. And now it gets really fun. <clears throat> the run in the Darim is a commentary that is composed on the Gemara and is published in our Gemara. In a number of Masechtot, the Ran's commentary is actually published in association with the Rif in the back of the book. The Rif's Halachot and the Ran's commentary on it, which is a great opportunity to see the kind of the mechanics of the Sugya. And so here's the Ran on the riff and Shvuot there. Remember what the Ron said. There's two different paths to Neder. This is also to me Beneder, or this is also to me like, this, this is to me like, and the Varanadur. Get ready. Put your seatbelts for this one. That we just saw. That we just saw. And watch what he says in the bold print. The Ran here changes his tune and says the, when the Torah refers to a neder, it's referring to something that you've associated with Davar Hanadur. Right? And by the way, our question of where it all starts is very simple. Nidre Hektesh. Does the Torah give me the ability to take an animal and declare about that animal that I own that it's Hektesh? Sure does. The beginning of Ayikra. And so therefore, since I have the ability to take the status of this animal and turn it from Hulin with everything that, that follows that and all the consequences of it being Hulin, and with one little statement to totally change its status, of Hektesh, that's the original Dabar Hanadur, and therefore every other neder I can I can associate with that, I can pull from there. <clears throat> um, and, be, and he says it, he says, why? Because he's addressing the question that I asked. I didn't make up the question, I got it from here. Without that, where'd the first neder come from? Now, no, I want you to see how extreme the run is. 
The Ron is saying there is no such thing as an independent netter. Every netter has to be linked to another netter, which of course raises the question, so how can you ever do the first one? And the answer is the first one is Nidre Hektesh, and then every other netter you take, you're associating with that. All right, and by the way, you can then move from there. Because I say this banana is like an Ola, and next week I could say those cherries are like that banana. That's fine. Right. So now, look at that bold, bold and highlighted phrase. Without Hatvasa, you cannot make something mutar asur. Now, that's a very strong statement. Because what's the Ron doing? The Ron is putting brakes on your ability. The Torah gave you an ability to open your mouth and express and change the halachic status of an item which until now was permissible, vis-a-vis you, vis-a-vis your friends, vis-a-vis your family members, whoever it might be, vis-a-vis everybody if you want. So if it's your item, you could do that. The Ron's saying, no, the Torah never gave you that ability. What the Torah gave you the ability to do is to link the item that's in the realm of the neutral to something else which is under Nadir. Now, after all, interesting halacha. The last mitzvah in Parsha Sefer Vayikra is Tmurah, the prohibition of Tmurah. How does that work? The Torah says, if you have a korban and then you decide that you would rather bring a different animal, either because you found a better one and you're very generous or because you found a cheaper one and you're very stingy and you say, I'm changing, I'm transferring the kedusha of animal A to animal B, what's the halacha? You violated the law in the Torah, and they're both Kodesh. And the Torah says that. Torah says that, which tells you what? That the Torah recognizes the ability to take the Kedusha from a Korban and extend it to another animal. And so the Ron says that's where the Dharm starts. The Dharm starts right there. V'zehu ikar neder. Now notice, this is the opposite of what he said in the Darim. Same rabbi, opposite of what he said in the Darim. So this is the ikar neder. The ikar neder is to say this banana is like an olah. And if you say this banana is also to me neder, it's not really a neder. I'm going to see how it works. And watch this gvaldik chish. How do you say Gavaldic Chiddush in, in any other language? I don't know. Even though the neder will be valid without hatfasa, hahu midin yadhu the mahani. Remember yad? We had it at the beginning of the Mosachet. Yad is when you make a brief phrase, a brief statement, and it is like a shorthand for a longer statement, and we then extend it. All right, remember yadot for for Kiddushin and Yadot for Peya and Yadot for Tzedakah, all those questions where Papa asks. Right? So that's what he eyes. So he says, therefore, watch this. If you just said Areze Asuralai, which in the Dharim, by the way, the Ron said was a perfect netter, he says, Anu gomrim dvarav kikorban. <laughs> Notice what he says. If a guy says Dvarza Asuralai, then what we do is we sort of fill in the blanks for him. He says, what you meant to say was, in other words, what you're Shorthand is asura like korban hatfasa. And he says it again. The main nether is bahatfasa. Now, so far it sounds like a very technical uh, disagreement. It's a disagreement between the Ran and 
the Ran. At this point, he seems to be saying what Rashi said. We're going to line up the sides a little more, and then we're going to analyze and see what this machlokat's really about. It's something. It's about something much, much more fundamental and much deeper, as you'll see. I believe. So if you associate something to something else that's been he says it again. The Ron can't get enough of this. It's almost as if he's like saying, remember what I said, Nedarim? Uh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Okay. Let's see what Tosfut has to say at the beginning of our Masachah. So it's Tosfut on the first Talmud. says, so what's Ikar and Nadir? Remember the opening Mishnah? I understand. I'm saying this is under Cherem. This is a Shvua. He says, same thing. What's a Shvua? says, What's a Cherem? This is under Cherem. What's a Neder? This is also to me be Neder without Hatfasa. Tosvot, like. The first run we saw. Right? That's Tosfot. Sounds like Tosfot's disagreeing with what we just said. It said the main nedir is to declare a nedir, not to associate it. And I don't think that's right. Remember, in our whole discussion at the beginning of the Masachet, a guy says, Mudar Animimcha. Is that enough? Are you said enough? So that should be a perfect nether. Remember that? In the Kinuyim? So if you say the word Konam or Konach, we say that's a Kinui for Korban. Why do I need Kinui the Korban? It should have said Kinui Lenadarim. Here's Tosfot. What's the main neder? What's the essential neder? The essential neder is not when you say, this is also to me The essential neder is when you say, this thing is like a korban to me. And as Tosut says, that we start with the assumption that you have to do hatfasa. And the verse, ki neder, the phrase ki neder is to tell me the hatfasa has to be hanadur. And you can't say, this banana is to me like chazer. This banana is to me like an olah. Okay. We are not even partially out of the woods. Here comes the Ramban. And by the way, this Ramban is huge. I clipped out a small piece of this Ramban. This is the Ramban in his chidushim. In his commentary on Shas, which is a magnificent work, on the same sugya on Shvuot. He quotes Rashi. Remember we saw Rashi? And Rashi seemed to say that the only real way to make a neder is hatfasa. We just saw that five minutes ago. He quotes Rashi. And he says, V'yeshmat mihin, the end of that line, V'yeshmat mihin, neder ishon echi nadar Says, so the people ask, if every netter has to be batfasa, where'd the first one come from? And then he says, I'm surprised that the people are surprised. I'm asking about the people who are asking. I don't get the question. Etc., etc. 
After all, the Mishnah explicitly says, if you say this thing is to me like the sheep, like the pen, like the Mizbeach, right? We said it's a neder. So clearly there are base things that you can build it off of. So if you associate it with a neder and that neder is like a korban, it's a neder. You don't need to worry about where the first one came from. Notice, he says, I don't think Rashi ever said such a thing. I don't think, and you're going to see why the Ramban is saying this. I don't think Rashi ever said such a thing that the only way to do a netter is Bahat Fasah. And he goes through the Rashi and he says, Rashi, what Rashi meant to say was, if you're going to go the route of Hatfasa, it has to be Devar HaNadur. But for sure, 100%, if you make a regular neder without Hatfasa, it's a full neder. That's what he thinks Rashi is saying. Is Rashi really saying that? Unclear. Right? And he quotes other earlier Rishonim about this. Look at the Rosh at the beginning of our Masachet. Kol kinu darim darim. Source 9, kol she'ino ikar Hashem nikra kinui. When you have something that's not the real word, it's called a kinui, nickname. Kamoham mechaneshem mechabiro, quotes from Babatsiya, nedarim, ikar neder, see it? Ikar neder, everybody likes to say that. Ikar, that's the phrase they use. Ikar neder, what's the essential neder? Morva Torahu shematfis hachevitzavar I mean, the, the evidence is piling on. The Ran, in Shvuot, Rashi evidently, Tosfot, and now the Rosh are all saying the same thing. That what's the real essential letter is then you take an item and associate it with the Varhanadur. Korban. Something that became prohibited because of your mouth, you made a statement, right? Oh Hektesh, right, etc. And he quotes the Sugya in, in Shvuot. All right, where is this all coming from? So let's take one look at the Rambam. And we might get we might get the meaning of a clue, but we are really going to have to go to Sefer Mitzvot to see how this plays out. Here's the Rambam in Hechot Nedarim. The Rambam says, There's two kinds of Nedarim. I'm going to summarize this. It says, there's the kind of Nedar where you make a commitment to bring a Korban. And there's the kind of Nedar where you ban something on yourself. And then he says that the, the second category is something that belongs to the world of Korbanot, and I'll explain it elsewhere. That's not what I'm dealing with. And Allah Gimel says, what I'm dealing with here is when you ban something on yourself, okay? And now there's a mitzvah to say that you have to fulfill your words, right? And when you ban something on yourself, here we go, you ready? When you ban something on yourself, things are also to me. These figs are also to me. You get makot because you violated it. It's as if you said, and that's the sugi and the darim, that the smallest amount is banned, even less than a kazayim. All right. Now, um, look at. Why do you get makot? What? Why do you get makot? For loyachel baro. 
Words, even though normally you can't get Mako, it's a good question, for anything less than a kashir, here the kashir is any amount. Because it's an nether. So unless you were to say, Hariyalai Kazayit, I mean, right. Now in Halacha Zion, the Rambam says, Haomer Perot Elu Alai Korban. Here we go, Hatfasa. O Shemarreza Korban. Shemar Lachaviro, Komasha Ochalimcha Alai Korban. Okay, Korban. Rain Alai Korban. Right, any of those things. Harelo Asuin Alav. Mipne Shefshar Shiyadur Adam Korban. Yidur Adam Korban. Why does it work to say this banana is Alayla Korban? Because a korban is something that you can generate with your mouth. You can take an animal that till now was chulan, say a few words, and suddenly its status has changed. If you say that banana is to me like chazer, or and he gives other examples, there's no neder. Why? Now, notice how the Rambam structured elegantly his presentation. He started by talking about how you make a netter. How you make a netter is, which he strongly advised against doing, he, may, he said you make a netter by saying, this is Asur Alai Benedir. That's a netter. And he says there's another way to do a netter, which is to compare it to a korban, hatfasa, but it has to compare it to a korban, not to chazer or something else, which is Asur, without your generating it. Anytime that you take something that's permissive, permitted, and you equate it or associate it with something that's asur, if it's something you could make asur with your mouth, then the netter works. But if it's something you can't generate by yourself, you can't make chazer non-kosher. It is non-kosher. Right? And then your net is meaningless. And then he goes into some more details about that, right? Uh, about the issue. So the Mishnah Lamelech quote uh, here in his commentary on the Rambam, it's source 11, introduces the piece. Just look at the at the, uh, the bold print. He quotes the Ran. It says, and he quotes what the Ran says. And then he says that's what the Ran said also at the beginning of the, of the second paragraph of Darim. And he says the Ran contradicted himself. All right. And now, um, good. So now, but the Mishnah Melech at the beginning says the following And I think it's pretty clear to us what the Rambam's opinion is. So, in other words, not hatfasa, but rather davarza asur alai. That's the nedar. Ve'atoran analo reshut she asur adam alatzmo while achirim mashi yitzeh. Ashiratzalat feast or shet feast with the varhanadur. All right. Now, what we're seeing here is a huge machloket rishonim, huge in the sense that we're talking about avot haolam, the real giants. The Rambam, and it seems like the Ramban are on one side of this, which is that the Ikar HaNeder is Hareza Alai Asur Beneder. And there's another option, which is Hareza Alai Korban. And Hareza Alai Kibasar Chazir doesn't work. 
And then we have Tosfot and the Rosh and the other version of the Ran and others who say the Ikar HaNeder is Hareza Alai Korban. What are they disagreeing about? And by the way, the Ran then comes and says, and if you just say Hareza Asur Alai, we fill it in and say Kikorban. And the Ran brings some good proofs to that. So what's the essential difference going on here? So let's take a peek and say for our mitzvot. Here's say for mitzvot, the Rambam. All right, mitzvot say mitzvot say number 94. All right, mitzvot number 94. We're obligated to fulfill everything that we accept upon ourselves to fulfill. Anytime you say, I'm going to bring a Quran, anytime you say, I'm going to give staka, anytime you take a nether, you have to fulfill it. That's a mitzvah from the Torah to fulfill it. Whatever you utter with your mouth, you got to keep. There's drashot about each word in that pasuk that applies to leket, shikhapeh, and staka, etc. Now notice that the Rambam in one box puts your obligation to bring a korban when you commit to it and your obligation to fill a ned there when you take it. You see what he does? It doesn't stand out in such stark relief until you look at the Ramban. Now remember, the Rambam wrote Sefer Mitzvot. Remember, the Rambam wrote Sefer Mitzvot in Arabic, right? The Rambam wrote Sefer Mitzvot. We've seen Sefer Mitzvot probably at least every third dive, if not more often, since we started. And Sefer Mitzvot, when the Rambam wrote, the Ramban wrote a comprehensive and lengthy critique on the introductory 14 paragraphs and on the specific mitzvot and on the minyana mitzvot. Remember when we, the last year in Tubot, we saw the Ramban's addition to the Rambam's mitzvot, the mitzvah of living in Israel, famous piece. Watch the Ramban's critique here. Katav harav, always with respect, v'amitzvah tishim v'arba, number 94, stavinu l'kayim koma shachivanu minafshotenu, chiyav minafshotenu, v'dibor mishwa unedorim v'korban v'zulatzeh. He quotes the Rambam. Right, Barach, and he quotes the pasuk. Ukfari frishum milodze pasuk, etc., etc. Right, vani omer. Here we go. Ki harav bekan kalal shte mitzvot shein chalukot bedinehem. The Ramban thinks that the Rambam here conflated two separate mitzvot that are different and put them into one. Mistakenly, he believes. Yanam ve'asanachat. That you are obligated to fulfill that when you utter. That's when you obligate yourself to give something to God. Like a korban, or like peya, etc. To give to him or to give to others, right? etc. You owe something to God, etc., etc. That's not the same as taking an eder. Here we go. Aval. Benidre harashut, meaning an area of new, that's neutral. And you make a commitment on yourself to, to avoid something. Mitzvah acheret niachtaba. Parsha vi parsha nedarim. And this, by the way, is the Ramban we saw last week, 
Also, his commentary in Matot makes a very clear statement of saying there are two different worlds of Nidarim. There's Nidarim when you commit to bring a korban, or you commit to give stakar, whatever it is, committing to do something, and that's where Balta'achar kicks in. There's a delay issue. And then there's Nidarim when you ban something on yourself or ban something of yourself on others. It's a different world. They're not connected. Viparshat Nidarim, Hisham Katub, Sorry Sal Nafsho, etc. And he goes through it. That's the, that is, by the way, just a clip of the Ramban. Right? Um, and the Ramban at the end of this, just one last thing to show before we move on, is the Ramban says there is no violation of lo yachel dvaro um, if you didn't bring your korban on time. Lo yachel dvaro only applies to our nidari, nidari when you ban something. When you violate it, you eat that banana, you violate the Loyachel Dvaro, because you said, I'm not going to eat a banana. You took a netter against bananas. But if you made a netter to bring a korban, didn't bring a korban, then you violated Baltacher, but not Baltacher. It was the two separate worlds. And here, I, I believe, lies perhaps the explanation to what's going on in our sugya. And I'm going to actually finish this part of the discussion in about four or five minutes to leave it open for a few minutes of questions. Um, as has been request, requested. If you think about it, the whole world of Nidarim is a chidush. The whole world of being able to transform the halachic status of a neutral object is revolutionary. Because we look at halacha as pre- Figured mandates. For one week a year, you're obligated to live outside. For one week a year, you're obligated to not have any bread around the house. Every week, you're supposed to sanctify the day. You're supposed to avoid this. It's a, a world of mandate. Mandate what you're to do and mandate what you're not allowed to do. The rest of it's all in the realm of the permissive, permissible. You want to sleep uh, extra during the day, sleep extra during the day. You want to you want to get up early, get up early. Right? You want to do this for a living, do that for a living. Up to you. You want to eat bananas, not eat bananas, up to you. And suddenly, this strange thing called Nadarim comes in, which allows for the opportunity to for you to exercise control over an area of your life which is in the neutral zone. If you think about it, that's quite revolutionary. You can change the halachic status of an item vis-a-vis -vis you, or if you own it, vis-a-vis -vis anybody or everybody. You can impact on members of your household and on neighbors and whoever else. Now, how are the mechanics of how that works? And this is really where the, where the nut is cracking. We see a big machlok at Rishonim. I say big because the names involved are big about whether there is an independent existence to a neder, or whether a neder is simply an extension of the idea of korban. So let's think about how that works. If we take one position, which is, one side, which is, that there's an independent world called nedarim, and this is the Ramban explicitly. It says two separate things. The laws of one don't apply to the other. 
And the Torah said, okay, first of all, there's all sorts of things you must give God. And there's all sorts of things that you have the opportunity to give to God. You can give it to God by bringing it to the Mikdash or through Tzedaka, all sorts of ways that you make these gifts. And you have to designate them. Which of your fruit are you identifying as Bikurim? Which of your grains are you identifying as Truma? And that's a gift to God that God gives to the Kohanim, as an example. So the Torah empowers you with speech to, 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 to identify and to sanctify things that till now we're in the realm of the, of the secular or of the neutral. Now, the Torah does a whole other thing, which is to say, besides all those gifts that you should be giving, and that now you have the power to use your mouth to identify which thing becomes sacral, besides that, there's another area, which is, in your own personal life, having nothing to do with your relationship with God, either for personal self-improvement or to increase machloket if you're a jerk, you have the ability to impact on the halachic status of items that are in your purview, either because it's about you using them or about you owning them. And that's a different world. And so therefore, there's this new thing called a neder where you can say, hareza davar asur alai beneder. That, by the way, is the position of the Ramban. That seems to be the position of the Ramban. According to the Ramban, that's the position of Rashi. And that's one way to look at the Darim. And what's the relationship, if that's the case, between the Darim and, and the Beit HaMikdash or, or, or Hektesh? It's an incidental one. It says we happen to use the same word neder in both contexts. And what they share is the ability to impact with your own expression. But that's where the similarity stops. And what's the, that's why the Ramban says, you don't get makot for baliachel if you don't bring the korban in time. And you certainly don't violate baltaacher if you didn't fulfill some sort of neder by a certain date. Because a neder is not something to fulfill, it's something to avoid. Two different worlds. Now, if you say there's two different worlds, then how does Hakfasa work at all? The answer is there's this interesting little link, which I think is instructive and important, which is la Ishkidor Neder. Ishkidor Neder says that a way that you can make a Neder is by associating it with much more lofty Nedarim. A Neder to bring up a Korban is a beautiful thing. You can associate your other activity, which may be laudatory. It may be, I'm going to avoid eating bad foods, or I'm going to avoid uh, drinking or drinking alcohol or whatever. Could be a nether which you're using for self-improvement. And you have the ability to associate it with that. And if you really want to raise your nether, instead of saying this is also to be a nether, this is like a Corbin. And that works. That's Hatfasa which means that hafasa is the second route to neder. It's an alternative to neder. That's all one approach. But what is Tosfot? What is the Rosh? What is the second version of the Ran? What's, what's their position? And I think this is, this is really where 
on some level, it's 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 even more fascinating. Where does the ability to transform the halachic status of an item that we're given, where does that come from? So you can make the argument that it all comes from one place, which is the Beit HaMikdash and the world of the Beit HaMikdash. Because that's a world in which we are mandated to transform things with our mouth. There are things that we have to bring. I have to bring a korban ola three times a year called olat riyah. So what determines that that animal is my olat riyah, not that one? Me, I have, I'm mandated to pick it. Because I'm obligated to use my mouth to, to sanctify something. And when I make bread, I have to identify with my mouth. That's challah, give it to Sherwin. So the Torah mandated it. And so now in this view, what we can make the argument is what the Torah does in the Parsha of Nadarim is it extends that mandate further. And it says, not only do you have the ability to, with your own expression, to identify the sanctified animal that you're obligated to bring, you can even use your expression to impact on the world of the neutral. Yidor neder mel means not you take a neder, but rather you connect to a neder. And therefore, the ideal and perhaps the only way to do it is I'm extending the world of the Beit Hamikdash to my own kitchen. And therefore, ikar neder what Rashi seems to say, what the Ron explicitly says in, his, in Shvuot, what Tosot and the Rosh explicitly say in the Darim, the main way that you make a neder is by associating it with Korbanot. And the Ron goes further to say that when you say, we fill in the rest and say, as if you didn't really finish the sentence, which is a a, a phenomenal statement. Now, what I try to demonstrate over the past uh, 50 minutes or so, 55 minutes or so, is that when we look at the, the Rishonim and their approaches to this, we can see it as a purely mechanical issue and how we look at the different proofs and supports for each position, or we can see it as a fundamental divide in understanding how Nidarim work. And since you approach the text, you approach the texts with one understanding, you're going to see it that way, and you're going to see Atfasa as being an alternative route, perhaps even a secondary route. And another way that you approach it, you may see Atfasa as being the only route, because the only thing the Torah is going to allow you to do is to extend the ability to transform the halachic status of something with your own expression to extend it to the area of, of the neutral. So that's our analysis for tonight. And with that, we've we've finished our um, our introduction to Nidarim. And in the next time, we're going to tackle the very thorny issue of Kol Nidre and Hatarat Nidarim.